0: Good morning, welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourself if you're live and in person. There are advantages to some coffee and to some donuts. I want to thank, as always, our series sponsor, our uh, very generous anonymous friend who has sponsored the 10 Minutes of Meaning, Nishmas, Alter Shlomo Ben Pinchas. We have begun the 21st chapter, the 21st parak of Mesilas Yisharim, the Ramchal has been helping us become better and better versions of ourselves. Life is a journey, you never become the best version. But hopefully, we're continuously making progress to becoming better and better versions. And that, of course, is a 12-step journey of Zahirus and Zerizus of living with mindfulness and consciousness and with uh, presence, to Zrizas' alacrity and zeal and enthusiasm, to purging from ourselves our negative qualities and instinct and intuition and all the different qualities that make up uh, towards self-awareness, self-perfection. So we're on the 21st parak, B'Darachet Kineyes HaChasidus, how to acquire piety? How to acquire piety? And we began, it requires his stockless and his boneness. person has to be observant. When we say the word observant, we don't mean necessarily or only observant of Torah. We don't mean you have to be observant as in Shomer Torah or Mitzvos, though it certainly is a part of being a chassid, is to be observant of God's will, of God's wish, of God's blueprint and instruction manual for life. What we mean by observant is his stockless, it means... To be a person who's contemplative, who sees the world and understands and analyzes and extrapolates and is able to, uh, is able to draw from it. And then his bonerness. If you live a stockless, not just seeing superficially, but if you live and experience life with a sense of vision, you're seeing beyond the surface, the depths. It will cause you to be contemplative, to live with his bonerness. His bonerness means thoughtfulness. So many people are carried by momentum. The days blend together. The weeks and the months blend together. It's a rat race on a hamster wheel of life. Is it a rat or a hamster? I don't know. Hamster. I'm saying, but is it a rat race or a hamster wheel? It's mixed metaphors. The point is that we wake up in the morning, we fight to get to the end of that day, pay our bills, make a living, pay tuition, raise a religious family, and make it to the end of the day and get up the next day and start again. But are we we misboning? Do we stop and think? Life moves so quickly, so fast, it's filled with so much noise and so much distraction by design that we don't ever stop and just think. Do we ever put our phone on airplane mode even while we're on the ground? Do we ever leave it in the car while we sit inside? And just think. Just be. Just be. His bonenness. His bonenness. When a person thinks about Hashem's enormous, enormous kindness with us, You think about the good in your life, the good in our lives. You know, there are challenges in our lives. Almost nobody wakes up carefree without tension or conflict or challenge. To be alive is to confront challenges. But with all that, you're alive. Faculties are working. We are protected from the elements. We have a home and a vehicle and not in this order. Perhaps a family. A family. Maybe we're privileged to be in a supportive and a loving marriage. We have children who are giving us nachas. Are there things to complain about? Inevitably and invariably. Are they far outweighed by the things to be grateful about? For everyone. For everyone. I wouldn't say even almost everyone. For everyone. There are challenges and there are issues, but they are far outnumbered by the gifts and the blessings and the things that we should appreciate. The problem is we don't ever stop to think about it. We don't ever stop to contemplate it. We never stop or pause to experience it. So if we think about what wow, Hashem is so good to me, that pain I had is gone, or that pleasure I experienced, what a gift! Or the goodness in my life. Wow, you are so good to me. I'm so unworthy. I feel so connected to you, and I feel your presence, and I'm so grateful. He's our Father in Heaven. Hashem, I failed you so miserably. I'm so disobedient, I'm so unloyal. And yet despite that, every day I wake up and I promise this is the day. This is the day that I won't look at the wrong things, say the wrong things, make the wrong decisions. This is the day that I'll learn with you and daven to you and I'll be so focused on you. And then the end of that day, tomorrow will be the day that I start to do all those things and improve and become better in all those things. This day didn't go the way I wanted this day to go. And so it's so easy to forget But when we think, you know what? The truth is, despite my failures and my shortcomings, despite my coming up short and delivering to Him, He always delivers to me. He delivers on time. We'll be drawn like a child to a parent when we feel His unconditional love, despite our lack of loyalty to Him, our struggle and our failure to Him. So now the Ramchal comes upon, you know what the method of acquiring piety, of living as a chassid is? Something that's so hard for our generation. We, of course, are always being distracted, multimedia, we're always engaged, we're always listening, we're always surrounded by noise. But you know what you need in order to be a thinking and thoughtful and mindful and conscious person? You need his bodedus. She is bodeded b'chadarav. Many mistakenly think his bodedus some Rab Nachman invention. Is an invention of the neo Hasidim. This is some newfangled, new age, Eastern religion influence. Is bododos, that you sit alone and you meditate and you contemplate and you think and you talk out loud to Hashem and you unload and you unburden and you confide. Ah, that's a new age, newfangled. Rav Weinberger introduced that. Rav Nachman introduced that. Shtisel introduced that. That's some new age, newfangled thing. It's the Ramchal. It's the Ramchal hundreds and hundreds of years ago and the Ramchal was going long before him. Rav Avram ben Aram and the Ramam's son wrote all about the value and the virtue and the necessity of his bodhidus. And you go back long before him, and if you think for a moment, if you think for a moment, you would admit you'd know that who practices bodhidus? Only anyone ever that was great in this world. There's a reason that our, our greatest shepherds, we finished the holiday of sukkahs, we welcomed into our sukkah seven guests, maybe many more guests who were visible, but we all welcomed seven guests who were invisible, known as the Zion Row and the holy shepherds, and these holy shepherds, Avram, Yitzel, Yaakov, Moshe, David, Yosef, these are our holy shepherds. These are our holy shepherds. Why? Why did they have to begin their career as shepherds? Avram, the father of monotheism, Avram, the preacher of philosophy, Moshe, who's the quintessential Rabbeinu, the paradigmatic teacher in perpetuity, the Avon, categorically different than everyone else. All of these great people, they began their career as shepherds. I don't think any Jewish kid ever came home, they wouldn't try it. What do you want to do? You can be a doctor. Yeah? Lawyer? Nebuchadnezzar, don't tell me you're going to go into Rabbanos or Chenev. please. No, no, don't worry. None of the above. I'm taking a course to be a shepherd. I don't know anyone on a career path. Last time I said that someone emailed me that they actually were a shepherd. But I don't know anyone who's on a career path to be a shepherd. And yet our greatest personalities in Tanakh began their illustrious careers as our greatest leaders of all time in perpetuity as shepherds. Why? Why? What does shepherd afford you the ability to do? You're not looking at your smartphone, you're not watching Netflix, you're not scrolling through social media. In their time, in the time of Tanakh, what were you doing if you were a shepherd? Thinking, being, existing, talking to the ribonashalom, to Hashem. Shepherds have a lot of downtime. I'm not minimizing their work. I'm sure it's not easy to direct the flock and get them to fall in line and to behave and to take care of them, protect them. Not easy. But apparently there's a lot of downtime. And in that downtime, the shepherd has the ability to think and to be and to contemplate and to exist. So long before Rab Nachman, long before the Ramchal, long before the son of the Rambam, the very beginning of Tanakh, at the very beginning of our people, we were introduced to the idea if we want to be healthy and balanced, if we want to be well and functional, if we want our relationships to be rich and invigorating, the people around us with Hashem and most of all with ourselves, then sometimes you need to shut off and shut down and disconnect, to connect to what matters. To connect to what matters. I took a Delta flight earlier this summer. I posted this online. They hand out the headphones and it says, plug in and connect. So I said, no, 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 unplug to connect. You don't plug in and connect. You plug in and you disconnect to become distracted and mindless and numb. And maybe there's time for that too. But if you want to connect, you have to unplug. You have to disconnect in order to connect. You gotta be comfortable in your own skin. You gotta be capable of just sitting and being and thinking and talking to the Ribbon Shlom. She is boded b'chadarav, in your room. Although, again, Tzadikim have all developed how his works. You could actually experience his You could be alone in a crowded room. If you're in your own thoughts and meditating in your own in your own mind. You could be alone in a crowded room you can meditate, you could reflect, you could practice his while you're going for a walk, even while you're driving. Don't try it if you don't know what you're doing. It could be dangerous, but even while you're driving. But the Ramchal says, And you garner, you gather all of your knowledge and understanding to these truths. How can you think about truth and how can truth penetrate and infiltrate and filter down inside you if you're never connecting your head and your heart, if you're never ever in conversation with yourself and with the Almighty, to actually practice his this. So we'll talk more about this in the coming, in the coming weeks. But the Amchal is telling us, you want to become a chassid? You want to live righteously and virtuously? It's not about what you wear on the outside. It's about going above and beyond, striving for great, not being satisfied with good, and you're not going to achieve. You cannot become a better version of you if you can't dream or imagine or plot and plan a better version of you. And you can't do those things if you're always active and you're always surrounded by noise and influence and you're never actually in your own thought and in conversation with yourself. We can't become a better version of ourselves if we don't have a relationship with ourselves, if we're not in conversation with ourselves, if we're not capable of practicing as she is boded b'chadarav, we'll pick up with this next time, don't forget to join. Our new Masilo Shisharim WhatsApp group for sheer schedule, bonus material, and to know when we're on or when we're off, and much more. You can find it at rabbi slash WhatsApp. 845. Join us for a Living with Amuna. Tonight we go behind the beam with Allison Josephs. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy.